that, and obviously since we've agreed to do the Jackass episode, I now have Jackass by Bloodhound Gang stuck in my head. Which is fun. I'm a pimped out Jedi Knight. Obi-Wan meets Dolomite. Ben Kenobi went and got himself a pompadour. These aren't the whores you're looking for. Because really, they're modern day Shakespeare's. <laughs> I mean, basically. Uh, I do love Bloodhound Gang. I really wish I didn't, but I really, really do. Yeah, it's kind of like Steel Panther. Yes, they are exactly like Steel Panther. <laughs> like, with every fibre of my being, I want to hate them. But I love it. Yeah. But, oh well. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. asked for this so welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harris and me graham jones and this week we are going jackarsy jackarsy on the pod show because i i i I tell my girlfriend my girlfriend refers to this as the pod show in the sense that this is the possibly the only pod show out there and uh, we are we are pioneering the pod show. We are pioneering the pod show. So I'm I'm just I'm going to run with it because I quite like it. I like it. Yeah. So on this week's pod show, we are talking about the most extreme jackass stunt we think we could do, mm. which is has come at a great time because a lot of mine are based uh, are very painful. And the other day, I accidentally cut part of my finger off while cooking chicken. And I've been complaining about it like a little bitch for days. You um, <laughs> you also had a bit of like a wild boysy issue with your sting last week as well. So I mean, you're you're kind of you're you're having the full like Stevo experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yet to get my own face tattooed on me. There is that, which is a benefit. But yeah, so so Jackass obviously for the uninitiated was a TV show, which. How many episodes of Jackass do you think there are? So I know it's less than I thought there were, because it's only three seasons, right? Yeah. And I thought it ran for about 15 years. <laughs> yeah. But then you had all the spin-offs, right? You had Viva La Bam, you had Wild Boys. Um, yeah, there I'm was also sure like Doc- there was Dr. Steve-O. I think Bam alone had like three or four, because I think he had like Unholy Union and other things like uh, that yeah he went full like the osbournes didn't he yes basically um but yeah how many how many episodes do you th- do you think uh i'm gonna say what 46 25 is that all wow okay so there were three seasons they aired between 2000 and 2001 okay so there were only new episodes of Jackass on TV for two years. Yeah, which doesn't doesn't feel right, does it? It feels like it was... No, no. Because like you said, I assumed there were hundreds of episodes of Jackass. Yeah. To put it lightly. But yeah, it only ran, it only ran for, uh, for three seasons over two years. Uh, and it's had, weirdly, a massive cultural impact, given it is a load of people. Predominantly shit-based humour. I think we spoke about this... I feel like we spoke about this before, but it was this era of like the early 2000s where we just, there was an explosion of this kind of stuff. 
One I won't talk about because it might be my recommendation that we speak about later. But like Balls of Steel was kind of similar. Yes. Yeah. 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 In the thing. And I guess even to, I guess maybe to a lesser extent, but like things like Bonsai and things like that. And even like, I don't know if it's probably, if it's quite, it it wasn't, didn't necessarily have all of the, um, the like stunts and stuff, but you had like, um, uh, like Euro Trash, like late nineties. Oh God, Euro Trash. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had yeah, like so directly inspired by this as well. You then obviously had people either went like the full stunt route, so you had like Nitro Circus, yeah, or they went the full like more inspired by Stevo route and with Dirty Sanchez, yeah. There was also the, we've talked about we definitely talked about this before because I remember you've never watched it. But you also had the Dudesons, who were like a Finnish jackass. Yes, I remember you, you remember you saying about that. I still haven't seen any of that. Yeah, so they they were in Jackass Three, I think, when they were doing all like the Santa costume things in the mountains. Okay. Where I think Johnny Knoxville was in a tree that got cut down. Yes, I remember. While he was dressed as Santa. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So all of the long hair blonde dudes are the Dudesons. Nice. I think I think there was like a a bit of a perfect storm around the early two thousands as well, right? Because there was this intersection, certainly of stuff. I guess I was interested in, and there was, and mm. <laughs> by extension, you were also interested in, but <laughs> like of uh, where skateboarding, pop pop punk, and um, stuff like Jackass all intersected yeah. to the point that like. For, take I know um, Bam Margera is unfortunately in a really awful place at the moment, but um, he was obviously part of Jackass. He was a pro skater who was in like all the Tony Hawk's games, and his brother was in or is in CKY. Like it was yeah. like th- that's kind of like the perfect storm of all of these kind of subculture things coming together. And I think people who were typically maybe were into one, let's say Tony Hawk's pro skater games, which were massive at the time ended up being into that that kind of full triforce of early 2000s um, uh, subcultures. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. And then also, like, it was so, like, fucking consumable as well. Because it's like it was a TV show that was designed for YouTube 10 years before YouTube came oh, out. Oh, it was, yeah, absolutely. If, if, if this was now, it wouldn't hit MTV. It would have gone straight onto, uh, straight onto YouTube or probably TikTok now. Oh yeah, probably, which I still don't understand, and that's fine. Some it's it's fine. It's fine to get all of my TikTok videos two weeks later on Instagram. It's fine. That's what I do because I'm a millennial. Yeah, <laughs> but I uh, I did Google um, uh, injuries, obviously, so we can go through uh, a couple of those. Yep. So jo- Johnny Knoxville has had sixteen concussions. While filming Action Point, he got an orbital blowout fracture, which he didn't notice until he sneezed and his eyeball fell out. (laughs) He's torn his urethra. He's herniated discs, sprained ankles, broken wrists, ribs, had a brain hemorrhage, and broken a collarbone. Uh, Loomis Fall? So Loomis Fall isn't, like, one of the actual team, but he's the guy who kind of looks like Serge Tankian that pops up occasionally. Oh, yeah. You know the guy I mean? absolutely. He got a compound clavicle fracture from, remember the jet engine one? Yeah. I think in Jackass 3, where they walk behind a jet engine and it all comical things happen. 
Bam Margera broke his tailbone, which I didn't realise was a thing you could do. Yeah. Aaron McGeehy, do you know when they pulled his tooth out? When they hooked it up to, like, Bam's Lamborghini? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he broke his face. Oh. <laughs> and at the end, uh, the big musical number at the end of Jackass 2, where they tied a rope around Ryan Dunn's legs and then pulled it out, uh, he got a blood clot that was deemed life-threatening. So, a lot of... I, a lot of injury. The thing is, as well, and I mean, maybe, maybe it's all relative because the, the the amount of things that happened to Johnny Knoxville um, is is a lot longer list than the others. But if you look at their, I guess, their net worths in comparison, Johnny Knoxville is worth about fifty million dollars. Uh, the others, as I will call them, are in about the four million dollar range. I think the only one that Bam Margera kind of at his height was quite similar, $45 million, but obviously not necessarily as, as well off now. But yeah, it's interesting to kind of put a price tag on those injuries, especially when you take into account that they're all American and how much of that net worth has had to go on paying medical bills. Oh, fucking hell. Like, how do you get, insu- yeah. how do you get medical insurance I mean, as someone who was in Jackass? But also, like, what do you exactly get medical insurance for? Like, I'm assuming they were insured, but I wonder, like, the granularity it went down to. Like, so it turns out we can we can have balls, but only up to a certain age. <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, certain, like, footballers and stuff have got, like, their legs insured and stuff, right? So. Oh, but they also have, like, weird. So I know there's a, there's a footballer who, like, for insurance purposes, can't go to space. <laughs> like, it's written in his contract that he can't go to space. Or because, uh, or you have like a load of, um, you aren't allowed to do like skydiving or bungee jumping yeah. or anything like that. Well, it's similar. A lot of NFL players, right, are like um, a banned from playing basketball in the off season. Yeah, because it's yeah. so easy to like blow out an ankle or something. But yeah, no, I, I, it would be interesting to see the, um, the actual breakdown of it all. But they had so there were. Depending how you count it, there were four movies, six movies, or eight movies. Is this because I'm guessing, so four into six is with the 2.5s? Yeah, so there were four movies and four halves. Yeah, and then you've also got Bad Grandpa. Oh, fuck, I forgot Bad Grandpa. I I, I, I I will go out there now. I don't care for it. <laughs> I... It is my bad. Bad grandpa is my least favorite Jackass stunt because I like it when the stunts are. I don't like it when the butt of a joke is a random dude. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's it's not the um, not that much of um, Jackass was that clever, but it's it's not particularly clever, is it? No. Well, what is your what is your favorite like? Just not not what you think you could do or anything like yeah. that, because that'd be weird to sum up the episode in the fucking <laughs> intro. What, what are your favourite Jackass stunts? Because there's definitely... I mean, my most referenced, which I always forget is a Jackass reference, yeah. is Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma. Like, I think everyone uses that as a safe word. Yeah. In, in just... As a, as a jokey safe word, obviously, I'm not <laughs> revealing my, uh, my safety well to the public. There's... Yeah, and I always forget it is a fucking... It is... Preston getting the shit beaten out of him by a dominatrix, yeah. isn't it? Uh, there's a few that spring to mind. I think the uh, 
the massive high five. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's just it's so simple, but it's just so funny. I think it's Jackass. Three. I think it's three as well. Yeah, that one's very good. When they lock Johnny Knoxville, is it Johnny Knoxville in the um in the trailer with the snakes? Or is it yes. Pontius? One of them who's terrified of them, basically. Oh, no, it's Bam. It's Bam. It's Bam. Sorry, you're right, it's Bam. Yeah, that's very funny. It was Because that was part of... Um, Bam was doing the Rocky punch to people. Yeah. Where it was slow motion, uh, throwing water in their face, then hitting them, so you got, like, the the warped Rocky face thing. Yeah. And then they they got them him to sneak up on Johnny through a truck. Yeah. That they'd yeah dug a hole underneath. Yeah, but that was that, I mean it was mean, but it was quite funny. <laughs> One that is just um, I mean it's horrendous, but the uh, is it Chris Pontius who um, his his member um, becomes a meal for a snake. Yes, yeah. There's a lot of and they're like <laughs> heating it up with a um, with a hairdryer. Yeah, there's a lot of the. Uh... I've seen far too much of Chris Pontian's stick. Let's <laughs> let's put it that way. But that that was a fun because they did, yeah the the hair dryer was um, not quite what I was expecting. <laughs> no, but also it makes sense because I, as you, this is going to sound weird. As you know, I have a snake, and <laughs> in order to get them to eat the mice, you do need to warm them up. You need to like you you have to kind of like put them in a water bath. Um, which I assume wasn't wasn't their first uh, choice for for Jackass, but um, yeah, I mean, I get what they were trying to do. <laughs> um, yeah, have you seen Have you seen Jackass Forever yet? I haven't. No. So um, that I'm waiting for it to be somewhere. Yeah. So that opens up with the the largest Chris Pontius member uh, we have yet to see. Okay. Uh, for 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 want of a better phrase, it is glorious. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the high five is fucking amazing. I think there was one where, because I like the really stupid ones. So I think there's what a yeah. new. Uh, I think it's one in the new one where they've painted like a tunnel and someone just kind of rides into it. But <laughs> like there's definitely like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, or stuff. there's one in uh I think it's a Bam Margera one where he just kind of like looks at the camera, then goes up a half pipe and drops in and they've put a sheet of perspex in front of the camera. Yeah. So he just drops in and then just slams into the wall. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely kind of got a bit of recency bias because I'm definitely just kind of thinking of some of the new ones. In in Jackass Forever. Uh, they have the cup test, right? With various people. Uh, so they have a boxer, a softball pitcher, a pogo stick, and a hockey player, all basically launching shit at Aaron McGee's balls. Oof. So he gets punched, a uh, softball thrown at it, a puck hit at it, and then someone jumps a pogo stick on it, which isn't funny. That was horrible, and I never want to see it again. But the other, the other three were quite funny. What's the um? Is it Jackass Three with the ending? Is the like really elaborate kind of like cabaret piece? Yes, where they like slide down the like Wee Man slides down a slide on the back of Chris Pontius, and there's all the all sorts of things, and then there's the guy at the end with the um 
streamers i forget rip, rip i like torn. those things as well yeah. yeah the things that are just like ridiculously over the top just pointless really but quite funny yeah yeah because I, I think they ended all of the movies with like a big set piece like that but that yeah. was definitely the best one well even the first one right the jackass one movie with the um the massive trolley at the beginning yeah. was very good yeah so the the chris pontius dick one is that that for the new movie right it's fucking amazing but the the, the <laughs> painted bull one where uh they have uh like a child's painting of a tree in a rainbow and jolly knoxville's painted to blend into it and then they let out a bull <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Fuck that. But there's a lot. That, yeah, yeah, those ones always are uh, just so much unpredictability with something like that, right? Like, because there's the one where they're on the, the four seesaws, right? And oh, the, 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 the teacher tosser. Well. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can speak, speaking for myself, uh, there are no bulls in my choices <laughs> because <laughs> my, my, um, my fiance, though, so she's, she said she'd be happy with the teacher totter one. So one of her cho- one of really? her choices would have been that, which I think by default means she wins the episode. Because fuck that, I'm not going near a fucking bull. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna teeter with them. I'm not gonna totter with them. I'm not gonna run with them. Fuck them. That that very much depends on your other three compatriots and how willing you are to place them in the line of fire. Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of the like. If it was people, I don't know. And, you know, Graham. You could be on my teeter-totter any day. But I don't know if I literally... I don't know if I know four people I would trust enough to do that. Like, on, on honestly. No. Because there's a lot of people I trust, but I don't know what they would be like in that situation. <laughs> you get what I mean? Because, like you said, like... Yeah, if, yeah. If everyone was selfless, you could you could do that indefinitely. But yeah, I don't yeah, even know... I don't do. even know if I'm one of the trustworthy people out of the four. Uh, well, the thing is, and get your beeper ready. If <laughs> was on it, absolutely, I'd let him get. Hit. Oh yeah, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. <laughs> it would just be funny. I he'd be fine. Yeah, he'd be fine. I think he could take it. I don't. Yeah, I. I maybe we'll get the. Uh, we'll get the cage podcast guys cage on. Podcast. What, what is that? What is that? What is that? Podcast. Oh no! Not the beast! Not the beast! Podcast. Like they're, you know, yeah, they seem stand-up guys. But I mean, I don't know if if there's anyone, if anyone listening thinks that they could uh, survive on a teeter totter with us with bulls, then send to your name and address on a stamped address envelope to. Uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember. Under the boiler at BBC TV Centre. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, jackass. It is. I. Jackass. I fucking love it, but it is so, so weird. I'm, I'm really intrigued to to watch um, Jackass Forever purely for the fact that twenty years ago, mm. when all of this started, I can absolutely buy into like. And actually, this goes back to my point. Funny enough, about the the intersection, right? Of uh, particularly Jackass culture and like pop punk culture because it's weird now like i last year i saw alkaline tree at slam dunk festival and it's 
quite strange hearing them sing about the things that they sung about 20 years oh, ago yeah. because they're now old Blink, men. Blink-182 still singing about masturbating at home, yeah. Yeah, all of that kind of thing. Yeah, what's my age again? No, you're not 23. Uh, they are. That that album really. is now, isn't it? Yeah, which, uh, probably, which, and that's yeah, depressing. Yeah, my feelings. <laughs> but um, in a similar vein, I'm really intrigued to kind of see uh, a bunch of... I mean, Johnny Knoxville's like 51 now, right? So to see a bunch of people in their late 40s, early 50s still doing ridiculous stuff. Johnny Knoxville is 51. Fair yeah. play. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly interested to... Uh, to have the the alkaline trio experience shall we say or we'll call it the blink 182 experience because alkaline trio were just a bit kind of macabre and uh, and emo-y whereas blink 182 were just flat out immature and infantile which is not a criticism by any means i love blink 182 but um it's like you say it's a bit bit odd jack jackass forever in uh, is one of my favorite films of the year and part of it is the they definitely lean into like the nostalgia factor with it and like part of me feels comfortable that they're still there you know (laughs) it's like hey maybe everything is going to be okay but it was so it is so much fun i'd I'd really recommend it oh it's uh, um i'm all about yeah picking up and watching it i just want to i think i don't think it's streaming anywhere at the moment No, it's, it's Um, it's a rental job yeah I haven't got around to it yet, but um, I w- will absolutely give it a whirl. Good so, yes, yeah, Jackass. Jackass. Uh, before we dive into your movie recommendation, uh, if if mm. you were to, given that we're talking about stunts we're going to do, yeah. what would the name of your TV show be? So what would your Jackass or Dudesons or Nitro Circus be? Um, hmm. That is a very good question. You know that thing when we spoke about asking a question, then our mind's going completely yeah. blank. Um, that's that's just happened again. Um, have you got one in mind which I can kind of deflect to whilst I think um, of something? So, for reasons uh, which will to to go with a theme that another show has, uh, it is definitely going to be the Angry Dragons. Nice. What I've also done now is I've just opened Urban Dictionary and put randomize on. Yeah. So I feel like there's a face fister. <laughs> God, Urban Dictionary is weird, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's, it is um, it is ridiculous. So I'm going to go um, with, just because it would be the British version. So we obviously have got the, the American version. Um, so we'll just go with, like, puerile. Oh, I like it. Or, or what, like, buffoons? <laughs> yeah. The nitwits. Silly chaps. Silly cha- oh, it has to be silly chaps. <laughs> Silly, silly chaps. chaps. <laughs> silly I'm Graham chaps. and I'm a silly chap. <laughs> okay. On that, and it also you could have like it doubles up because silly chaps. Chap can mean dick. Well, and also you could have silly chaps and arseless chaps. Oh, nice. Thinking, thinking about that charity calendar already. I like it. <laughs> so, on that note, so, what is your uh, movie recommendation? Nobody asked for for this week. Um. Well, obviously, as we're talking about jackass stunts. I was, yeah, I guess there's a limited range if I'm staying on topic, but we're not going to talk about any of the eight to nine different Jackass movies. I did think about going down the route of like some of the movies where Johnny Knoxville's appeared as an actor, but they're not great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He doesn't have the most glowing filmography. 
Um, although he was in Coyote Ugly, apparently. As you do. As you do. So I figured, right, we'll go um, in a different direction. We've just spoken about Silly Chaps, which is going to be our British jackass spin-off. But we already had a fantastic, is fantastic the right word? I don't know. We had a Welsh version of jackass in, and they put out a movie in 2006. It's just called the Dirty Sanchez movie, where just to give a um, a brief synopsis from Google, four Welshmen visit six different countries to tick off seven deadly sins in their own special style. Stunts include being hit by 103 paintballs at close range with no protective clothing and many more. Ah, uh, classic. They do like Japanese extreme wrestling or something, don't they? Uh, they do all uh... sorts. Yeah, it's um, Dirty Sanchez felt like jackass but to to its permissible limit or maybe even past the permissible yeah it was jack it was from if jackass was founded by steve-o instead of johnny knoxville i think it would have become dirty sanchez yeah it was um and weirdly more episodes and more series than jackass less movies more series yeah oh wow i didn't i didn't realize that yeah. Wow. Um, well, there were more series of Wild Boys, it, right? Yeah. Um, which stopped because of, I think you're the one who told me this, stopped because of Steve Irwin. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah, because they were like, if that can happen to uh, Steve Irwin, <laughs> then we are not prepared. <laughs> it's obviously going to happen to us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So if, uh, if you don't want to see uh, Welshmen doing weird, weird things, uh, what other movie could Stop you listening rec- to the podcast now hey. what other uh, what <laughs> other movie would you recommend to anyone um the obvious um choice that is not dirty sanchez um when talking about all things jackass and i am struggling to make the segue um is uh, <laughs> um think of uh so we've spoken about ridiculous um in quite dangerous stunts in America, Britain and and Wales, uh, well England and Wales. Sorry, should I say? Um, th- there's there's a film that has um a stunt which goes particularly badly. Um, that takes place on the edge of a cliff in Sweden. Um, I'm obviously talking about the Attistupa scene from <laughs> Midsummer. My name is Johnny Knoxville, and this is the Attistupa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was the end of Jackass. Who do you think would be on mallet duties? Bam. Oh yeah, but he wouldn't. He he would have snuck onto set because he's got the massive fucking beef with them now. Yeah. Well, I was just reading actually. He he went missing like two days ago. Mm. Oh um, yeah. From rehab. Rehab in Florida. Yeah. Um. But they found him, good. which is good. Uh, we. I, I'd say Wee Man. Wee Man with a comically large hammer. And pr- and yeah, Preston okay. with sold. a comically small hammer. Or actually, Preston is the rock. <laughs> yep, yes, he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Midsummer. It is not really like Jackass at all, but it's brilliant, and you should watch it. And also, go listen to last week's, uh, two weeks ago's episode where Ian spoke to the director of photography. I'm going to butcher his name, Pavel Pogachelsky. Boom, spot on. Nice. 
it's a brilliant interview. Listen to it properly for the full length in full myself. And uh, yeah, we were uh, honoured to have him on. He is doing some fantastic things. Go listen to it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, uh, right. So I uh, hope everyone is sitting comfortably. Uh, and for the first choice, uh, well, I guess it's, uh, my name is Ian Harries, and this is my first choice. <laughs> so originally, uh, my first choice was going to be the department store boxing. Do you remember that one? With Butterbean. Yeah, with Butterbean um, right. But I, uh, in researching the introduction of the episode, I read that that gave Johnny Knoxville uh, concussion-induced vertigo for several weeks afterwards. And fuck that. Because <laughs> my original theory was you're just being punched in the face by a boxer and then it's done. You get what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know. Yeah, but even so, I mean, would you would you voluntarily get punched by uh, like Mike I, I Tyson? I mean, Mike Tyson, no. Butterbean, maybe. Did you see recently on the flight, the guy that was talking Yeah. About I don't get why you do that. Because like, Mike Tyson <laughs> in his, like, obviously there's a, not not to uh, not to start a beef with Mike Tyson on the podcast. There's a lot of shit about him which is grotesque, but him in his heyday was terrifying. Oh, I mean, I'm still terrified of him now. I won't lie. Yeah, but then he did. Um, he released uh, a video of him like training recently, and it's. I don't mm. get how you can. I'm I'm in my early thirties and I struggle with shit like that now. <laughs> and and I'm doing it at a yep. lot lower level than fucking Mike fucking Tyson, but but yeah. So I didn't like the idea of concussion induced vertigo or even the risk of it. So I decided, fuck that. So instead, I am opening up with. So this is a stunt that came from the mind of Bam Margera in uh, Jackass Two. Mm-hmm. So Jackass, uh, I believe it's Jackass Number Two because shit, and. It is a beautiful childlike drawing that Bam draws and then faxes the LA head office because let's date the movie. Uh, and it is the bungee yeah. jump. So which the, the uh, Preston, the one. Preston one. So the bungee jump is Preston, uh, who is. Let, let's be fair to everyone involved. He is the fat guy standing on <laughs> a, a platform on a bridge and then Wee Man is attached to him by a bungee cord, and Wee Man jumps off the bridge. Yeah. Uh, hilarity then ensues, including because so when then Preston falls, and when he hits the water, he then like catapults Wee Man into it, pings yeah. him back, doesn't he? And like, yeah, you know, as we mentioned before in passing, lockdown hasn't been massively kind to me, and I now play prop for a rugby team, so I think I could do it. Okay. Well, that yeah. answers my question, then. Because <laughs> I was going to ask, were you wee, were you wee man or so Preston in this, in this scenario? In this scenario, and possibly this scenario only, I am Preston. See, I wonder if it's more extreme. I think, I think wee man is the, um, is the more extreme kind of end oh, true. of the like, to if, be if, on. If I had to, but then I also don't think it would be... Because I'm bigger, I don't think it would be as funny. Which then brings, yeah, the, so. ex- brings the extremity down. Uh, maybe maybe what you need to do is you need to go for a and this is a weird phrase a three-way a three-way Preston and Wee Man three-way bungee yeah so it's Preston then you then Wee Man okay so so I 
so we Wee Man jumps attached to me. That then, yeah. then pulls me off. <laughs> and then <laughs> Preston gets the uh, the force of two of us. Uh... <laughs> nice. Exactly yeah, that. I mean, that works. Like, the interesting thing with this is I, I am 100% comfortable that I could do this. Like, it would hurt, and it, yeah. would, but it would be funny, and I think it's also kind of the... It's one of those stunts where you're in on the joke. So it's not yeah, like yeah. Uh, an embarrassing one. It is not uh, one, you know, the immediate kind of like <laughs> the veto list for me when it comes to jackass stunts is uh, does it involve shit or vomit? And then, then it's immediately yeah. a no. But this one I think is quite, it's quite funny and it's quite funny to be involved with. The irony is that I never want to do a bungee jump. So uh, that's interesting because I'm not nah. massively keen on it. I would prefer, like, I want to skydive, but I don't want yeah. to do a bungee. I, I would I be a lot more comfortable at is... least doing a skydive. Because I, I yeah. think bungee jumping is the only thing you can do that, like, stretches your retinas. But yeah. the, so the, the bungee jump in Jackass I'm okay with because it is from such a small height that if everything were to go wrong, you would be fine. This is also true, yeah. yeah. Like, I could just jump off the bridge and I'd be cool. While the... Do you know how big the tallest, like, bridge bungee jump is? Um, No, but I'm assuming huge. 216 metres. Oof. That's ridiculous. So it is in... It's a bridge in the Western Cape in South Africa. And, I mean, fuck that. Like, I'm meant to be going to South Africa at the end of the year, so maybe I'll uh see I, I want to dive with sharks, but maybe maybe we'll just like do maybe there needs to be an extreme trifecta, so sharks, the biggest bungee jump and, and something else. Oh, extreme trifecta, now that could be the name for your show. <laughs> this is also true. Um or if we ever try to rebrand the podcast. It's like we're yeah. not doing top threes, we're doing extreme trifectas. <laughs> so yeah, I mean like would you be cage diving with sharks or just like that's that's the plan yeah yeah nice i mean i i would feel a lot more comfortable if the shark was in the cage and i was just swimming around the cage <laughs> but i mean that's that's a that's a new take on things but yeah, yeah. I, I i know someone who's done the crocodile one uh, what's what's the crocodile one so it's like a, basically it's like i think it's like a giant perspex tube and then okay. the crocodiles are around the tube cool that sounds good which is, yeah, again, a bit different. But, yeah, I mean, I could... Yeah, I, I think I could do this. I, I don't think... Obviously, it would go very similar, because I don't think I have the uh, the strength to act as the, uh, the weight point without falling off the bridge. But it's just falling off a bridge, right? Like, yeah. it, it's a 20, 30-foot drop? Like, if that? And yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah, and it is it is quite extreme. I think it is really fucking funny, and the uh, injury rate is quite low, which is always beneficial. So I'm comfortable that I could come out of this having done it and be able to walk away without concussion induced or butterbean induced concussion induced <laughs> vertigo, which is a shame because I did want it. I, I obviously I've only mentioned that because I wanted a crowbar the department store boxing into an episode because it includes my favorite line from anything jackass have done go on so they walk into like this uh the shop the fight starts but have been let's johnny knoxville hit him yeah 
So Johnny Knoxville hits him and then Butterbean immediately knocks him unconscious. They have a medic standing over Johnny Knoxville and when Johnny Knoxville wakes up, the first thing he asks... Is Butterbean okay? (laughs) (laughs) I just found it so fucking funny. That is is very good. Because I don't know about you, in that situation I wouldn't be thinking about, hey, what's a funny thing I could say right now for the camera? Oh, no... No. I, I'd, I'd probably barely be thinking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be thinking enough to double check if I piss myself. <laughs> and that is about <laughs> it. So have I? Yes. <laughs> but, Not again. Oh, no. Every time I get punched by a heavyweight boxer in a shopping center, horrible <laughs> things happen. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going gonna, gonna to stand on a bridge uh, with my friend. And we're going to bungee jump. <laughs> My first choice, I am going to go, um, uh, these are kind of, I don't know if you're doing the same, but kind of starting at the, the lower ebb and yep, ramp, yeah. ranking up the extremism, which is not a good thing to no. say. <laughs> That's, yeah, ramping, that, that is something where like a transcript of this podcast oh, is going to be taking horribly out of. Rank, ramping up the extremes, we'll call yeah. it. I've always seen you as quite the extremist. <laughs> uh fundamentally so no um so uh so i'll start out at the lower end and the first one i'm gonna pitch is off-road tattoo nice so this was i think jackass the first movie it happened in um or i think maybe so second. Yeah. one of the two which involved steve-o getting a tattoo of a smiley face whilst in a jeep being driven over dunes by Henry Rollins of Black Flag fame. Because, obviously, I've had tattoos, so I think I can withstand the pain. Yeah, for me, it's not a question of the pain in this situation. (laughs) Well, and then so the other thing is, obviously, it looked terrible, but all of my tattoos thus far have some kind of meaning behind them. Or attached to to uh, to kind of like some travel or a memory or something. So you know, this one kind of becomes its its own its own memory, its own um, piece of uh, it has its own meaning behind it. Um, the meaning being, I was very stupid and let someone tattoo me whilst Henry Rollins was driving a jeep. But that being said, it's still you know it's a good conversation starter. Yeah, so it's a smiley face, isn't it? I think it's a smiley face. Well, it was meant to be a smiley face. It looked very much not like a smiley face by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, would you go for the smiley face? Would you Would you try something different? I think I'd it, I'd stay true to form. I think um, I think it's uh, you know just for the authenticity, we should we should go for the smiley face. But yeah, I think it's I think it's doable. I don't think it's too painful. I mean, it would hurt. But yeah, and in in doing this, I um, I I stumbled across a YouTube video. I watched the I watched the stunt video, yeah. and I stumbled across a YouTube video of uh, Stevo talking through all of the tattoos he regrets. <laughs> yeah, he has some wild ones. Some of the, so he has three different tattoos of a penis. One says "Prison Love." <laughs> And it's a guy with his his penis through some prison bars. He also has one that is uh, that says "I love to bone" Fucking on hell. his uh, on his. But it's like an eye, as in someone's eye, a heart, the num like Roman numerals two, and then a a bone. He also has the. Do you remember the um, the him pentagram with the heart at the top? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so he's got that, but instead of the point at the bottom, it's a penis. It had a really wanky name, that logo, didn't it? Yes, I can't remember what it was, but you're you're absolutely right. Heartogram. There you go. Um, he has... Um, so he went for what... I don't know if... It, maybe for a Wild Boys thing or something. He got the... On his back, um, done like in a traditional style in Thailand, the same tattoo that Angelina Jolie's got on her back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then they decided it would be funnier if he also got another tattoo that Angelina Jolie has, which was um, Billy Bob on her arm. So he has... <laughs> He has Billy Bob uh, tattooed on his left shoulder. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> to be fair, that is, that is fucking funny. That is quite funny, yeah. He has um, Santa being crucified. Okay. He's also obviously got um, the, the famous ones, so like the, him on his back and your name on his ass. But um, the most horrific one, and I'm not even going to... I. I People, look it up for yourselves. It now is a man fucking an ostrich. Okay. It previously was something much, much worse. So, yeah, I, I, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. It is horrendous. But, yeah, look it up and um, you'll, you'll realise that Steve-O has made some terrible, terrible decisions uh, when it comes to tattoos. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the benefit now. So again, like uh, peek behind the curtain for everyone. Again, another, another, another peek behind, behind the curtain. curtain. In behind the curtain, behind the curtain. Again, what's there? I no longer record this on a work laptop, so I could, <laughs> I could Google that. Hope that is fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Apparently, his whole reasoning was uh, after a discussion with um, friends about. Absolutely never wanting to have kids. Fucking hell. Yeah. Like, it's weird to say... It, it, it's a weird thing to think that the... So, arguably, the best tattoo he's had done was a man fucking an ostrich. <laughs> yeah. And But the reason it's an ostrich is the black bit of the ostrich was just him taking a... Uh, for a while, he didn't have... The ostrich didn't have legs or a head... The yeah. it was just that black mark because he just took a tattoo gun himself and kind of as as you would scribble something out on a piece of paper that you you erroneously wrote down, uh, he did that on his skin. I mean, fair play. And the third evolution of this tattoo is he has now um, burnt half of it off in a jet fuel accident where he laid in some jet fuel and his friends lit it on fire. Oh, as you, as you as you do. Uh, as, you, As do. you do, yeah. So he now needs to get it re uh, redone. Does he? Um, <laughs> well, apparently, so it's does he? It, it's just so the top of it's left. So basically, the legs of the man and the ostrich have gone. Um, so he's he wants to put something um, in in their place. Fucking hell! Like yeah, so like for for anyone who hasn't googled it yet, my mm. recommendations are one, don't. <laughs> Two, if you do. Make sure you're in incognito mode, or if you're like listening to this on a commute, make sure your back's against a wall so no one can like look over your your shoulder. Yeah, I think that is um, those are wise wise words. What's the weirdest thing you've seen someone looking at on a train? Because I was once standing, I wasn't like reading 
reading until certain keywords caught my eye. But there was a woman sat down with her Kindle in like the biggest font possible, reading like badly written erotica. <laughs> Wonderful. And it was just, you know, like, again, I wasn't paying attention. Like all I was kind of, I was zoning out while listening to a podcast. My note yeah. was like, oh, those are the big letters. And then either like ass or something came up. <laughs> it was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I will say, however, and I texted you this yesterday when I was on the train, um, it has been become a thing now where people think it's okay to listen to and uh, anything they want out loud on the train. I don't know if it's a post-pandemic thing. I don't know if it's a, and this is going to make me sound old, a Gen Z thing, but it seems to happen every time I get on public transport now. People are either listening to crap music or they're watching their videos loud on their phone. Yeah, that's my but... head in. So I... Actually, even a kid sat next to me on the flight to Thailand was watching like Instagram videos out loud on his phone. Yeah. I don't know about you, but the minute I have my phone and it makes noise that I didn't intend it to, i.e. out in public, there is nothing that makes me close it quicker. Oh, I don't know what my ringtone is anymore. Oh yeah, same. I've 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 I mean I we're of the generation of um of everything has been on vibrate uh, as soon as you buy it, right? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I don't. I've se- I've seen more and more people doing that before. I I don't like you say. I don't know if it is just people have forgotten how to act around other people, but yeah, I don't, I also don't. I I part of me wishes I had that confidence and that disregard for people's thoughts about me. Because I feel like, you know, that would address a lot of deep-seated anxiety issues I have. <laughs> Just not worrying about what people think to the point yeah. I could listen to random shit out loud on the uh, on a bus. But yeah, like you said, even if my phone vibrates too loudly, I sometimes get a pang of, oh god, that was a bit, that was a bit loud. <laughs> that was really embarrassing. Oh, awkward. Yeah. Okay, so you would want, would you still want Henry Rowlands driving, I assume? Uh, so just... Yeah, we'd take Henry Rowlands, I think. Huh. Um I like it. That's fair. Because it is, for, for me, it's not the... I could do that if there was no ink in the tattoo gun. <laughs> right? It's the. It's not the yeah. pain or the actual thing. It is the It is the shit tattoo I would get at the end of it. Yeah. But, but I'd also say, rather that over a lot of Steve-O's tattoos. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, and one of his tattoos is um, from BB Bullets dipped in ink. Oh. And shot into his uh, behind. Have you ever have you ever uh, had a tattoo idea that you then had to veto? Veto my own tattoo idea. Yeah. Like, um, have you ever got close to? Because uh, I, I I definitely I had one idea which uh, my partner has now told me I can't have. <laughs> I not so much. I think I had ideas when I was like in my early twenties, and if I'd have gone with them, I think I'd have regretted them. Yeah. But also, I think back, I, I there was there were two things. One, I didn't have enough money to get it done well because I yeah. the I the, absolutely would not get a cheap tattoo. So I wanted to make sure I had the money to to get good ones. Yeah. Um, so that helped because obviously you have a good kind of ten year. Period. I was I think I was thirty when I got my first tattoo, so I had a good ten year period of like deciding, and yeah, I think and also like glad that i never and i don't think i ever there was i don't think there were any that 
I really wanted, but like any of the like trend ones, I, and maybe the closest I, yeah. would have been like the nautical stars. I thought were quite cool, but I'm yeah. kind of glad it didn't. They just make me think of that bad Crazy Town video. <laughs> come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. baby. Yeah, because I, I, I am still trying to talk myself out of... So, my right arm, chest, and back is stories from uh, the Mabinogian, which is like an old Welsh Arthurian collection of tales. Mm. I really want to have similar coverage on the left-hand side in the same style. So Celtic, um, yeah, but in, yeah, but instead of uh, ancient Welsh stuff, it is just the plot of Labyrinth. Nice, I like that. But my partner was like, "No, you can't, you can't." It sounds like a very good idea now, <laughs> but at some point, it won't be. And it's just like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fucking money and time for something that is basically a punchline. For me, to, yeah. for me to be able to go, what do you think? Uh, nope, it's Labyrinth. This is Bowie. <laughs> the dog or the uh, artist? Or both? I might I might hide a Bowie tattoo in there somewhere. Why, why not? Yeah. I've already got a saucepan hidden in the other one. <laughs> Maybe that's the... Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that for your stag do, Ian. <laughs> you can get your Labyrinth tattoo. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get matching Bowie tattoos. <laughs> He'll obviously be coming on on the stag do as well. So oh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, because uh, completely unrelated. Well, not unrelated, but it's what you were saying. Because the guy that did yours, he's done like sci-fi versions of Celtic tales, right? Like the Xenomorph uh, so, one. So, yeah, someone from someone from the same studio has right. done um, uh, Xenomorph ones, Lord of the Rings ones. Uh, the idea came from he has mocked up like a massive back piece of. Uh, a character from Labyrinth that looks so fucking cool. It's just like you okay, could, you could just extend that to being everything. But yeah, yeah. I'll I'll include a link to his stuff in the episode notes because he is really fucking good. Mm. Yeah. So, so tattoos. Yeah. Henry Rollins. Um, Henry Rollins off road tattoo. Second choice and my second choice from uh, Jackass the movie part two. Nice. So this is. And I'm going to preface this with my fiance Alex doesn't think I could do this. Okay. So this is one of, I think, the only uh, Jackass stunts that has had a sequel. Um, and that is Riot Control Test 2. So yeah, Riot Control Test 2 is, is Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn basically having crowd dispersal non-lethal claymore shot at them so this is uh it is an i-460 stingmore mine which contains 745 caliber rubber balls that are fired at roughly 500 feet per second i've so i've recently started a new job and i'm going through a load of like really dry training stuff so i couldn't bring myself to voluntarily read a 127-page EU document called Crowd Control Technologies, Brackets, and Appraisal of Technologies for Political Control, created by the Omega Foundation. So I can't tell you if this is legal in the EU or not. <laughs> but what wasn't there a bit in it where um, he he basically says that it probably won't hurt as much as a real bullet? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think so. But they... So Ryan Dunn really doesn't like the idea of it. 
Um, yeah. And he's standing outside, basically saying, this is this is a stupid idea. And Johnny Knoxville's... Um, and kind of my entire argument is based on Johnny Knoxville's comment, which is just, all you've got to do is stand there. Yeah, so there is that. Uh, I, the, one of my favourite bits, I'm just watching it in the background on um, on mute. Yeah, so they, they do the uh, test version of it. Ryan Dunn and Bam Margera, absolutely no power of there, straight away. Yeah. And there's um, Aaron McGeehy looks yeah. just like he's about to burst into tears. Yeah, so the... <laughs> So the first one they... So Riot Control Test 1 was Johnny yeah. Knoxville got shot at by a beanbag bullet. Yeah. And it is the most scared I have seen Johnny Knoxville look. Yeah. While in this one, he seems a bit more <laughs> chipper. But yeah, Bam and, <laughs> Bam and Ryan completely nope out of the room. And it is so fucking funny. Bam also goes down like a sack of shit when it goes off. But I mean, like They don't even put any protection on do they they have they're covering their balls which yeah. good move um and they obviously have like masks on yeah but there's not like kevlar because in no. the first right control they have a kevlar vest on right or some kind yeah of yeah exactly yeah so armor. he's got he's got um his stomach is free and they draw yeah. the target on it but then he's got kevlar because i'm assuming if one of those hit your chest you're fucked but yeah the right control claymore stuff yeah they had nothing like that so the, the first ever thing Johnny Knoxville... So I think the idea from Jackass came from... Johnny Knoxville did something similar where he was uh, testing out riot control stuff for a magazine, I think. Okay. So, so he tased himself, pepper sprayed himself, and then literally shot himself in the chest while he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. So this is less extreme than that. But like it would be really it would be super painful. But the way I was thinking of it is like this: it would be a split second thing. Like you are just at, like the anticipation wouldn't be great, but you're just standing there. Boom, goes off. You're done. You say that it's gonna hurt for. I mean, you're gonna hurt for at least a week. I I mean yeah, but I hurt for at least a week anyway. <laughs> what just from getting up? Just nowadays. just just in general. <laughs> I'm not even sure what set my knee off recently, but I haven't been able to go to the gym for two weeks. <laughs> So, like, you know, that's just my life now. This just gives me a good excuse to stay in bed. Yeah. It's 100% extreme because the, I mean, the bruises are, pun intended, a sight for sore eyes. Like, there. <laughs> it's like, um, it's paintball bruises dialed up to 11. Yeah. But also, like, I think, like, I don't know. I, I, think, I think I could do it. I, I would rather this than, like, like, like we've said kind of in the intro, like, I'd rather this than the bull ones. Because I feel like at least this is pain that I at least have control over. Yeah, and look, I think the thing with the ball ones, and also because I, so I was one of mine was going to be the um, anaconda ball pit, mm. but, and I absolutely think I could do that because I like snakes. I I don't think, um, and also you know they got bit because they were stupid how they dealt with it. Yeah, because they, they, they um, forgot about one, didn't they? Yeah, they forgot about one of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's just in there with Wee Man and, like, the yeah. balls are moving. But um, I, there's a part of me that just feels like some of their animal ones, including the bull ones, just are a little bit like, should we really be doing this to innocent animals? Which is why I kind of feel like the um, the anaconda ball pit wasn't uh, wasn't one for me. But and the same from the for the, from the ball ones. But um, yeah, I look. Can you? Could you stand in front of something and let it explode in your face? Absolutely, you could. So uh, yeah, I think it's it's doable. Would you run away? Maybe I don't know. I I I don't like. 
So this is this is the contradiction that is Ian Harry's. I don't like roller coasters, but apparently I'd be okay standing in front of a non-lethal claymore. <laughs> like, I like roller coasters once I'm there, mostly. Stealth can fuck off, though. Oh, it's a great ride. It was great, but I felt like I was going to fall out. <laughs> and that's not did a you nice... you that guy that did recently? Really? Not of, not of stealth, but oh, of... Okay. You, know, you know Detonator? The one that just drops you? Oh, yeah. So there is a, a similar style of ride in Florida. I, it wasn't at one of the major theme parks. It was a smaller one. It had a limit, weight limit of 300 pounds on the seats. But one of the um, attendants had turned off the like failsafe for that on two of the seats to allow bigger people on. So a guy got on, I think he was 18 years old, 400 and something pounds. Oh. Obviously, the the electric mechanical thing didn't clock in because he was just too, far too big. Yeah. And it dropped from the top and he fell out and unfortunately he died. I mean, it's awful. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, I don't know where I was going with that. You, you were talking about, you felt, I, oh yeah, you said, I, I don't said like roller coasters like... and your response was, well, someone died. <laughs> oh, basically, yeah. But no, it, it's, but in these instances, like they are, they're, very few and far between that you hear in issues with roller coasters, right? And it tends to be these extreme cases. I think the only other one was obviously the high-profile Smiler one at Orton Towers where mm. the um, girl and her other half who were on a first date, I believe, yeah. I think she lost both her legs and he lost one or something. I mean, it was it was dreadful. But I think, yeah, in, in the main, they are fairly safe. Yeah, I, I did like a lot of research into roller coasters because, again, so my fiance is loves theme parks and I am terrified of them. So I thought, hey, if I read into them and understand them more, yeah, maybe the fear will go away. Uh, but now I'm still terrified of them, but I have a good working knowledge of how roller coaster safety mechanisms work. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only way to um, take off it is to run an electrical current through it. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. So I would I would apparently rather this than the anticipation of going on a roller coaster, which is fucking wild. Like oh. that is that is something somebody professional has to unpack for me. You 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 are miswired somewhere, sir. Oh, yes I am. Yes I am. Um but yeah, so yeah, I, I think I think I could I am very confident in saying I'm upgrading it already. That I could do right control test too. So, as I mentioned to you earlier today, when we were definitely recording all of this in one go, the choices are in escalation of extremity, not extremism, as I said previously, and therefore I'm kind of I'm upping the um, the the potential for harm to oneself, and I'm going to go with. A do you call them skits or stunts? I suppose they're stunts, really, aren't they? From season three of the Jackass TV okay. show, um, and we're going to go with office chairs. Office chairs. Office chairs. So office chairs is, I think, Jackass at its at its most simplistic, which I often think is sometimes when it's at its best. But essentially, office chairs is Ryan Dunn. Brandon DiCamillo, and also in parts Bam Margera, uh, indoor skate park on 
office chairs rather than the skateboards. So they're all wearing like shitty suits. There's a bit where not only do they um, kind of go down a ramp on an office chair, but also with a desk and a computer. But yeah, it's just a bit It's stupid. It is, I think, probably more dangerous than it seems because when you think, oh, it's just office chairs in a skate park, probably doesn't sound that bad. But also they're flying into each other from opposite directions. There's also... (laughs) um, a part with um, Brandon dropping in onto a, a proper half pipe um, on an office chair and actually not doing too badly. But yeah, I think this this just has the... It feels like it has a real opportunity for like smashed shins and um, and messed up kneecaps. Like uh, uh, like Takeshi's Castle? Like Takeshi's Castle, yeah. Does it doesn't look like you could get seriously serious injured, but I think you will get... Seriously, seriously injured. Yes. I like the one where, uh, I think it's Brandon, is they drop into like a half pipe and he's sitting there on a key, like a computer keyboard. Yeah. And, and, well, and just... he's like, these have got, these documents have got to be on, <laughs> been, uh, be on, on time or something. Yeah. And then just drops into it. Yeah. Uh, it's so fucking stupid. But yeah, for something that seems like really simple, I, I am convinced if I even got close to doing this, I would end up breaking my leg. Yeah. Oh, w- without a doubt. I, I mean, so I, I was quite into skating when I was, I was younger and my, uh, my body allowed me to do such things. And um, I remember the first time I tried to drop in on a half pipe on a skateboard, not on a, mm. you know, the way you're meant to do it, not on an office chair. I fell directly onto my knee and had an insane amount of swelling and it was turning purple and all sorts. Decided, you know, pick yourself up, try again, and did the exact same thing. Ended up in A&E for about six hours. Turns out I had a load of soft tissue damage. Oh. So given <laughs> given that, this would probably also, uh, yeah, I imagine not end particularly well. Yeah, but that's... having said, I think I can do it, right? I could sit on a chair and I could fall down a ramp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, out of a lot of our choices, this also feels like the one we are best equipped to to do immediately. Like, I mean, if we I literally sat on an office chair right now. Yeah, so, same. Like, <laughs> if we really wanted to go for it, we could have this done within the hour. Yeah. Like the, the the biggest piece of research would be one of us having to Google where is the nearest skate park. Yeah, absolutely. And I know where there's one that's probably equidistant. So. Uh, oh, then we're sold. We're you, sorted. Then, then, then cutting it fine within forty five minutes. By the end of this episode, we could have gone out and done this. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I've uh, I was, I I was in as anybody my age who is a fan of pop punk uh, and heavy metal stuff. Uh, I was I was more into the skateboarding scene than I was actually skateboarding. Yeah, like, like I, you said, I it did. was the, it was the perfect uh, meeting point of all of my interests in one moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I did get quite heavily into it to the point that I remember having. Um, so I used to skateboard over Brunel University a lot because the oh, yeah. campus was quite, I guess, set up for. This was I wasn't at university, but um, it was it was a place to go after school and skateboard. We used to get chased by security all the time, but it was kind of well set up because it's kind of like a, a bit of a concrete jungle kind of thing, and there's lots of rails yeah. and ledges and things like that. So that was where I spent a lot of time skateboarding after school but i also remember being so so skateboarding is not the cheapest sort of if you want to skateboard like you can't do 
like you know the ones that you used to be able to buy at like a JD Sports or something, but they didn't have oh, any yeah, like, or, decent or like, bearings in, and they wouldn't roll. Or like MVC, and they were yeah. they were f- completely flat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you you needed to get like a, a fairly decent skateboard. So the first one I had, I bought off of someone, and you know it was it was good for a while, but you know by the time you're like oh, I'm getting okay at this, want to get a proper one, and at the time being like. 14, 15, having what was about, I reckon a full skate setup was roughly about, say, 160 quid, I'd say. Probably. Didn't have a, didn't have 160 quid easily, readily available at that age. But what I did have was some uh, premium bonds <laughs> that my okay. grandparents had, had this got, stashed this away. Got, this got middle class quickly. <laughs> and I decided that absolutely i had to um cash those in so i could buy uh buy a skateboard i also used another another set i don't know how many i had had a few uh remember to buy uh, an amp for a bass guitar which i was uh, probably used for about uh god knows uh a few hours in total because i wasn't very good at it and then um sold to your brother's friend yeah, I love the idea of fourteen-year-old Graham like running down the local skate shop, clutching his premium bonds in his hand. <laughs> I've got a gold like... ticket. <laughs> I mean, it is very Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, hell. so uh, <laughs> do you know how much money those premium? Like, this isn't like a case of like the Bitcoin pizza, right? No, no, like so it, premium it... bonds. They they were they're like the the. The NSI ones, the um, so it's like a lottery, right? So you have, okay, you buy like, I don't know, X amount of, uh, so you don't actually get interest on premium. But this is getting really dull for a movie podcast. Yeah, you don't actually. <laughs> Welcome to the investment advice nobody asked for. No, so premium bonds you don't actually gain interest on. They're kind of like, let's say you have three hundred of them. They're entered into a lottery every month and then you could win anything between 25 pounds to a million pounds depending on you know how lucky you are so yeah i didn't technically lose out on anything it just got rid of the opportunity to to earn more money on them ah okay then forsake my comment strick it strick it from the record <laughs> not a bad investment opportunity at the moment given the unpredictability of the markets though uh well i keep getting uh instagram and Stuff like that. Oh, 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 let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it for buying barrels of whiskey? whiskey. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, am, I keep getting ads thinking that I have the money to throw into whiskey investment. But, uh, Absolutely the same. <laughs> yeah. Decent. Looks like a, a, a decent return on investment, but Jesus fucking Christ. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, we're algorithm brothers. Algorithm. <laughs> Anyway, this this took a turn. Yeah, this took a turn into premium bonds and whiskey, as as it often did. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. Like it, it, it's, I, I mean, kind of. We talked about it in the intro, and uh, even though we recorded this all at once, uh, the yeah. day afterwards and before we recorded this, um, I sent you that Jackass Forever one, the one where he's riding the yeah. bike into the painted tunnel. It's kind of it's kind of yeah. similar to that, where it is like you said, like some sometimes just the simplest ones are the funniest. It's just so fucking stupid. 
yeah and there's a good there's a good chunk of like um jackass things that were like in between longer skits that were maybe only like 10 seconds long but were yeah. just yeah like you say ridiculously funny but um but yeah I, I and the other you know the obvious benefit as i mentioned is i already have an office chair so I don't even need to cash in any investments to take part in this uh to take part in this um this stunt so i think absolutely could do it i think we could do it together you like you mentioned you also have a, an office chair um so i think we're on to a winner we just may not have any shins left afterwards. yeah I, I, to be fair i am quite attached to my shins uh any any more for any more uh uh just remember when investing your capital is at risk and the level of your investments may go up or down and we cannot be held responsible for any loss of capital that you may incur <laughs> I think that covers our backs. Did you did you Google that or did was that no? I, I that was me bullshit. That was that was <laughs> Im- improvised like a like a badass genius. Maybe we should go to Edinburgh. <laughs> My next choice. Uh, and this is a fun one because, as mentioned before, uh, my dad sometimes, uh, a phrase that will come back to haunt me during this, dips in and out of this podcast. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil a klaxon, but I don't, I don't really want to make a jingle, which is something along the lines of you may hear about your son sticking something up his ass. So uh, my final choice is the infamous butt x-ray from Jackass the Movie. So I think it was the final sketch. And it's just, it is, uh, I think it is one of those that people think about when they think about Jackass. So Ryan Dunn lubes himself up, puts a toy truck in a condom, sticks it up his butt, and then goes to his local doctor to get an x-ray. And it is so fucking funny. Because obviously they're, they're secretly filming everything. The doctor seems very perplexed to quote... That's not part of you. That's something extra. <laughs> and then uh, it's just very funny. I mean, it's 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 extremely, extremely like, is it toilet? I guess it's toilet humor, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. It's image. It's infantile, but it's hilarious. Yeah. So I did. Um, speaking of infantile, I did a lot of research on this <laughs> <laughs> because there is a short film documentary called. But X-ray <laughs> dives into it in more detail, and um, so this is the, the opening lines of that documentary. This is the story of an X-ray of a butt. So a guy bought the X-ray. Right. So in 2007, a lawyer called Hernand Bortrez bought the butt X-ray because, and I quote. Ever since I saw the film, I have wanted the butt x-ray. I'm interested in the x-ray not only because it is the result of brilliant television and the fact it looks hilarious, but also because I'm fascinated by copyrights invested, copyrights vested in uh, photographs. Right. How much do you think that x-ray cost? Well, I mean, given the American healthcare system, it was probably hey. about 20 grand in the first place. <laughs> topical. Topical. Keeping it topical. Um, I would say, yeah, I reckon he bought it for five grand uh, he bought it for a 1989 mercedes 420 sec <laughs> okay but his people his people contacted ryan dunn and mm. basically said he would swap this car for the x-ray right so he he sent the uh sent the car to america where it got impounded by customs who wouldn't let it out because uh, something to do with the difference between european and american safety regulations yeah so Ryan Dunn's lawyers basically called him and said, like, look, 
either return it or we're going to file like an official dispute. Yeah. The uh, the guy who bought it, so Bortrez, uh replied with like, okay, look, how about how about instead of a 1989 Mercedes 420, I give you a DAF 46, which is the only Dutch car manufactured in the Netherlands, and it is most famous that it can go as fast backwards as forwards. Okay. So it looks like an old like 60 Soviet car, but they would do backwards races. Right. So in uh in the Netherlands they had these big like backwards derbies of people driving these DAF 46 fixed sixes as fast as they could backwards around a track. Fair yeah, enough. so he traded the uh, traded the car. Um that car is now Obviously, after kind of the the tragic death of Ryan Dunn, his friends have basically put the car in like a container, so it's still there. I think being kept, uh, just making sure it's not rusting or anything. But the documentary summed yeah. it up: what ends with a car in a dark rectum ends with a car in a dark container. <laughs> um, so yeah, I spent far too much time. I watched a whole documentary on a bearded man shoving a toy car up his ass, and that's one of the most constructive things I did that day. Like that's that's where this uh, podcast has taken us, and I think I'm all right with that. Uh, but there's obviously kind of a number of different like like extreme focal points of this stunt, you know. Uh, I think this would be. Mm. I think skit is the correct term for this particular one. <laughs> yeah. So you have the uh, the sheer fact of shoving a fairly sizable toy car up your ass, which you know, again, I think. What was that famous scientist said? Uh, give me enough lube and I can stick anything up my ass. I think that was um, Archimedes. I think right? Archimedes said that. Yeah. Uh, so like, it wouldn't be it wouldn't particularly be comfortable, but I, I think we could we could get that done. I think the extreme stuff here is the sheer embarrassment of everything that follows. So having to get the X-ray, bullshit to a doctor about it. The doctor who had the line. Um, you said doctor. <laughs> nice. When uh, when Ryan Dunn basically said, like, what do I do now? The doctor said, took him to one side and said, you just go to the doctor. You don't talk to anybody. Not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend, whomever. You don't tell anybody. And then points at the cameraman. It's like, he already knows. And that's too many people. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. <laughs> he was just... Well, I think at one point he's speaking, um, uh, I think, Spanish down the phone. Just to, like, just... Uh, I'm assuming another, like, disbelieving doctor of, like, we've just had this guy come in. It must be, like, I think just keeps referring to it as, like, a weird sex thing. Yeah. But, give it, again, like, I'm, um, I, there are a lot of things I will do, but then I also do occasionally, like, hit what I refer to as the anxiety wall. Yeah. And this is definitely pushing through that a little bit. <laughs> like, put, putting yourself in a situation like this is just fucking wild and i do think it is extreme and it's also funny so it's the perfect it's the holy trinity of extremity <laughs> but it's, yeah yeah and i mean yeah continue no i just i'm i'm just uh i i'm just trying to uh I, I, I personally would not do it. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, for for the 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 biological act or the oh, philosophical for, act for all of it. 
<laughs> that's 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 fair. I, I guess For all of it. Um, just just let's let's approach this now before we approach this in the conclusion. Um, sometimes when we've done like top three lists, we've ended up like, oh, you know what? Let's try and actually do this. Um, we're not going to do that with this episode. <laughs> like. I'm vetoing out the argument now of, well, it could be number one, but to make sure it's extreme, you're going to have to do it before the next episode. It's like, nah, I'm all right. I'm all right promising that at some point we're going to go see a Razorhead. I'm not all right with uh, <laughs> with this. Yeah, it's 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 not quite making the Cubana is from Chef, is it? It's not quite the same, nor is it Ash Social. Like, I don't... I do, I do. Uh, well, you know... Just, just as much preparing. It depends. Yeah, just as much preparing. Yeah. But not quite as... Uh, wouldn't... Delicious. Yeah, let's put this... I prepared Cubanos for my dad. Like, you know... Th- th- this particular one I don't yeah. think would particularly involve him. Unless I put him as like an emergency contact or something. But... Yeah, it's just... It is... It's, it is one of the big jackass stunts isn't it like really like i i know they have done like more extreme and complicated things but it's crazy that given that they've literally had like fucking you know they've built like evil knievel rockets and catapults and shit like that one of the funniest things was literally just a fucking toy car well and also it's you know it's part of the name of the show in the in the skit so nice and you know i do like it when they say the name of the thing in the thing yeah so Really, really ticking, ticking them sweet boxes there, but yeah, like I think I just need it. Just needs to be a stop motion. And yes, then it would be yes. A... If we could do a, so, in um, I think I said my my show was going to be called Angry Dragons. Yeah. Um, so in Angry Dragons, it would be it would be like the tribute of shows like this, where right, it'll all be recreations of when we actually did it done through various styles. So maybe this one would be... Oh, shit! Actually, massive fucking tangent. I sent you that artist installation, right? Uh, which one? Uh, speaking of shoving things inside you. So, this what I feel like I would have remembered this. Okay, so, sorry. It, it, it's, this is nothing to do with Jowcast at all, but we're, we're doing this. Let me find this woman's name, because I sent this to about 20 people. So in 2009, there was this artist called Jess Dobkin, Right. So you would turn up to this art installation and she would be sitting on a stool, kind of, for want of a better phrase, floppy, completely naked and painted green. Okay. Right? You definitely didn't send this to okay. me. Painted... Uh, I feel like I would have remembered. Yeah, so painted green, completely naked. Um, I want you to stop me when you can see where this is going. Okay? Yeah. So completely naked and painted green. A guy then comes out from behind the curtain dressed as Jim Henson. Oh! No, okay, sorry, you did tell yes. me this. So yeah. a guy comes out dressed as Jim Henson, makes a big song and dance of lubing up his hand, and then fists her on stage where she starts performing It's Not Easy Being Green. I mean, I know people say that, that art is subjective. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to throw it out there. I'm not sure that's art. No, it's not my. 
it's not my idea of a good time. It's not my idea of a nice cultured night out. Let's put it that way. But I sent it to a friend of... No, because obviously you'd prefer them singing Rainbow. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that just feels a bit more (laughs) wholesome. Um, Yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, would you rather would you rather do do would you rather be worked like a puppet or uh, have a koi car koi car little bear toy car stuck up your ass? A koi, a koi, a koi car. Up. That is a, a different stunt entirely. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna. That is not a question I have an answer for because it is neither. That, that's fair, and I I respect your I respect your honesty and ability to not be crowbarred into <laughs> saying something that I would have the audio recording of, and, uh, absolutely, and, and ability to edit. But yeah, I mean, I do like that. You know, this is what the podcast has become. <laughs> Just me for ten minutes talking about how I I would I happily is the wrong word. But I would at least be able to do this. I would rather do this than again the anything to do with the bulls. But yeah, like I think Yeah. It's it is it is doable. It is extreme and it is also uh, I don't want to say iconic, but it is, isn't it? My final choice. Um okay, weirdly, similar <laughs> similar but different to yours. In, in two ways, um, in that A, it also involves a car, and B, it is a lot of the uh, kind of difficulty and extreme parts of it are linked not necessarily to the stunt, but to the kind of aftermath and the, um, I guess, the way that the situation has to be dealt with afterwards. So the, um, the stunt I'm talking about is the... Um, Rent a car destruction derby <laughs> from the first Jackass movie. Now the the premise is they go rent a car, they take it to a critically when renting the car, they decline the insurance cover. They then take it to a company to like kit it out to make it safe for destruction derby, so put roll bars in it and all of that kind of stuff. And then Johnny Knoxville takes it to a destruction derby. It gets absolutely smashed up. I mean, there's the, the I think it finish the the destruction derby scene finishes with a car's wheel going through the um through the windscreen. It is you know it's the the car is done, and look the, so the destruction derby bit. I've always thought they look quite fun anyway, so I think I could you know quite happily take part in that and and do that. And you know, there's obviously it's it's like dodgems for adults, right? But that, it's that is um, technically correct, but also one of my favourite simplifications I've ever heard you say. Because <laughs> <laughs> it both is, but also isn't in the slightest. But it also is. <laughs> it's like, that's exactly yeah. what it is, but it's nothing like that. I, uh, well, you know, I, I, I like to think I have a way with words. But yeah, so like, I think that would be fun, but obviously, you know, there is, you have to wear a helmet you're getting smashed into by other cars it is dangerous it, you know there there is um opportunity for um for injury so there is you know it is extreme in that one sense but the bit that it that gets me with this is the then not only do they do this they then take the car back to the rental place <laughs> and try to hand it over as if initially as if nothing's wrong and then 
the guys are like, "Who's like whose car is this?" And like, well, it's it's your car. We hired it from you. And he's like, um, "Okay, what on earth has happened?" And Johnny Knoxville's like, um, "Yeah, I I think I, I hit a dog." <laughs> Doesn't he make a big point of saying they uh, filled up filled it up with petrol? <laughs> yeah, so that's the other thing. It was like, I mean, there's a full. T- I've I've given it back with a full tank. And the guy's like, a full tank is the least of our problems. If you did it this way, that would probably pay for the car. To be fair, as in, yeah, now I mean, it's probably yeah, probably probably worth more. But um, yeah, it's just this. And then he goes on about saying that they need to also help cover the cost. He was like, well, I'll pay for some of it, but like you guys are liable too. And yeah, this whole like <laughs> just being able to keep that keep that level of kind of that straight face and be able to go through that i mean it would be kind of what you said previously like with um how difficult that would be i i think it would be in this scenario too i think the, the other i guess the other bigger issue here is like i'm and i'm sure at the end of the day they like you know reimburse them for all of it but at the same time you're kind of like it's it, it's an actual like person's livelihood that they're kind of <laughs> kind of going out and just yeah. being quite flippant with and i think that would be extreme obviously i guess in the back of your head you know you're gonna you know they're, they're not gonna be out of pocket but i think that's very very difficult to uh to, to do yeah. as well and to be honest i don't know how he like i i i don't <laughs> the whole like oh yeah i just hit a dog kind of thing i mean I'd try, but I don't know if I could keep a, a straight face. Like when you, because obviously when you look at the state of the car in comparison to what the uh, the excuse is, it, there's there's no way to square those two things away. Yeah, I I think like would would you would you play it exactly the same? Like you'd try to do it exactly the same? Because I think my go to lie would just be pretending guess... nothing was wrong. So no, it's fine. This is it's just this is how I got it. It's alright. Yeah, I think I'd probably have to go down that route. Because yeah, I I uh, was like, what, what, what do you mean? This is how you this is how you gave it to me. Um, because yeah, I don't think I could. I I don't think I would necessarily be able to keep a straight face with being like, um, you know, like oh, I hit a hit a hit a speed bump or something. Uh, I I just. Derby. Is that I? I thought you oh no, just just distract, like <laughs> destruction derby when I was a kid seemed to be a lot more prominent of a like quicksand. It seemed to be a lot more of a prominent thing because I think when I was growing up, like a load of PlayStation games, there were loads of like Destruction Derby PlayStation games. So it's like, yeah. oh, well, I guess this must just be a thing in the real world. And uh, <laughs> for us, anyway, growing up in the the mean streets of the London suburbs, um, it wasn't really. No, it wasn't, and there was, you know, equally we had no monster trucks, and I never saw a mutant ninja turtle or a hero turtle uh, um as they were called over here sorry man that's you you have my pity um but yeah i don't know i think i i think i'd have a lot of fun um certainly in the uh in the process of doing the destruction derby stuff and it's interesting right that they're like kind of like you say it's you don't you know, we didn't necessarily have that over here and it's there's these and it's not even that I don't think it's that big a thing in the US. I think there's just subcultures of yeah. it and obviously then it gets blown up like you say with video games and things like that. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting for what kind of passes for entertainment in, in some places. Um and actually I think 
Jackass certainly from stuff in the US have like really leaned on this right because there's like you mentioned with the bull stuff there's like some um, they did some rodeo things and and things like that and I think it's interesting where there are these kind of really quite niche extreme sports but kind of bring them to the mainstream and in a way that is kind of absurd to to the nth degree what would what would Um, like the British version of this be then so like Demolition um, Derby is obviously very very niche out there American sport or American yeah sport why not the Brit the the British version of it would be um like one or more of the um group taking part in that cheese roll race oh you know, fuck me the... the Jackass guys doing the cheese race would be amazing uh, <laughs> ch- cheese rolling yeah or bog snorkeling is it or something like that. Shit? I, th- I think so. Shit, I can't remember where it is. I, 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 yeah. Let's, let's have a let's have a look. Jeez. There's a good episode on it on Home Game, right? What, I, I'm not sure if it's Home Game, but it's one because they released a couple of yeah. It is it is near Gloucester, Cooper's yeah. Hill, near Gloucester. Cooper's Hill. Um, I'm not sure if it was Home Game or if it was because they released like three documentaries around the similar or documentary series around a similar time. Yeah. But it was one of those on Netflix, and it's fucking great. Oh, it is! It's brilliant. So yeah, I think that's probably the the closest the closest you'd get to um like a niche niche British sport. I mean, it's incredibly niche. But I I've just remembered Google's a thing, so I'm just googling weird British pastimes. Uh, Morris dancing. She's number one. She's rolling. Yeah. So shaboom. Uh, number two, bog snorkeling. So we've oh, got yeah. that one as well. That sounds like a jackass one. Um, podcast favorite, dancing around the maypole. Bog snorkeling, they would do, but they would use the like the colloquial term of bog and just swim through like something that's come out of a chemical toilet because that's the kind of thing that they did anyway with like the bungee jump on the yeah. uh, on the porter cabin thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Weighing in the mare. Okay. In High in High Wycombe, an English town northwest of London, it is tradition to weigh the mare at the start and end of their term. <laughs> okay. It is thought the custom started to ensure that the mare didn't live off the fat of the land. The event is held in the town's high street using huge scales. Fair enough. Wow. Um. This sounds jackassy. Uh, a nettle eating competition. Okay. Yeah, that does. Um, Wasn't there a whole bit in Dirty Sanchez when they jumped into stinging nettles in? Uh, yes, I think so. Undress. Yeah, uh, a wife carrying race. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a tar so... barrel festival. <laughs> okay. So basically, that's our uh, that's the first episode of Angry Dragons or whatever it was you called your one sorted. Yeah. Silly chaps. <laughs> Silly chaps. So I'm, chaps. I'm just looking at like the so the the cheese rolling has taken place since 1986, and it's got like so there's there's five races. Wait, sorry, since 1986. Yeah, since 1986. I assumed that was it was weird enough that I'm assuming it started in like fucking Tudor times. <laughs> no, no, right? Since like it reeks of something which is oh we've been doing this uninterrupted <laughs> apart from the wars for 300 years. Yeah. Now they're trying to take our cheese away. But in the first, so there were one, two, so there were five races. So 
in so four races in 2006 they introduced the fifth race race three was always the women's race um in so let's take this for the one two three four five six so the first six years Mm. yeah so that's four races six years so 24 races and then take out actually six of those because they were the women's race so 18 races a guy called steve guide won one two three four five six seven eight nine of them he won half of all of the cheese rolling races fucking hell with steven brain winning one two three four five six i've I've, i think i've like just load just loaded up the same thing you have um in 1998 two races were abandoned for safety due to 33 injuries the previous year yeah so this was the other thing so i was going (laughs) i was going through this just looking at the notes as well so this is so painfully british in 2001 the event was abandoned due to foot and mouth disease however a single cheese was still rolled down the hill to maintain tradition Oh, fuck it hell. 2004, the first race was won by a Gurkha, and the second race was won by a former New Zealand All Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, the, the whole 2003, the event was abandoned due to the volunteer safety team being diverted to Algeria following their earthquake. Again, a solitary cheese was rolled by the committee a few days later to retain tradition. Do you think they played like a sad song on a bugle as it was rolling down? I, I like to think so. This is, so this, like, this is weird, right? But, like, this now seems even weirder that I know it started in the 80s. Yeah. Like, you forgive a lot of weirdness when it's attached to historical shit. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, okay, oh, we'll okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, okay, all right, cool, I guess. You've been doing it for 200 years, power to you. But, yeah, now it's 1986. It's like, oh, this is just fucking odd. Fair play. And it's been on Transworld Sport. Nice. They might, let, let's have a look. Jack, Jackass. Thing Jeez, is, as well, like, there was even, like, a World Cup in 1986. So it's not like there was, you know, nothing for people to kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. Same year of the, the, uh, Chernobyl explosion. So. Jeez, actually. So, so what, what you're saying is the two could be connected. They could. And also, Challenger. Disintegrated as well. I didn't realize Challenger, Challenger, and Chernobyl happened in the same year. And cheese rolling. And cheese rolling. Um. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, this opens. Oh, um, we are the champions. Was the documentary it was on? Okay. Which is the slightly more light-hearted one? Yeah. Because that's the one that's got the chili eating. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy who's like yeah. breeding his own ones that are, haven't even been registered on the um. On the uh, what do you call it yeah. scale? Um, yeah, yeah. So also, um, ha- Hands Across America was nineteen eighty six, which obviously brings us back to movies because that is um, in Us as well. So, oh uh, yeah. Also, Us didn't feature cheese rolling. This which, is this which is, is true. Which I didn't realize until right now is what that film was missing. <laughs> so would you? The obvious, like, to 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 bring the to bring the tangent to a close. Yeah, and vaguely step towards the the actual topic. Would you do cheese rolling? Yes, I would give it a go. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because it is just people throwing themselves down a hill. Like it looks fucking obnoxiously painful. 
yeah, it does. But I know you'd probably break a break a collarbone or something. My knee, yeah, my my knee's fucked anyway. Let alone let alone the fucking damage I would do trying to run down a hill. I'm just seeing how you can like take. Do you just rock up? All you need to do is know. turn up on the day. It's free to enter. All you need to do is head to the top of Cooper's Hill. There's a children's race which goes uphill. That's that feels more extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it should be two laps, but the same hill. So like you need to run up and then go down. But if you yeah. don't get up there quickly, you'll have like it will just turn into like Indiana Jones, like trying to get rid of uh, boulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, maybe, maybe we should maybe we should go do it next year. Fuck it. Why not? We could at least go look. <laughs> yeah. There's your, the stag, win- there's your it- stag do sorted. Yeah, isn't it the, all the winner gets is the cheese, right? All the winner gets is the cheese, yeah. Which, I mean, fair play. Don't know why I said that like I was judging anyone. Well, That's also, all I really need. terrible for me. <laughs> Can't even enjoy the prize. Yeah. That's anyway. The, yeah. the, the vegan obvious... cheese rolling thing. <laughs> the obvious place we ended, we're going to end up from with a destruction. Oh, RV. sorry. One, one more. One more. Go on. There's a whole section of just injuries on yeah. the Wikipedia for it. Um, so 20 young men chasing a cheese off a cliff and tumbling 200 yards to the bottom where they are scraped up by paramedics and packed off to hospital this quote was reported in the Sydney Morning Herald in an article entitled Return to Edam classic continue Um, yes as I was saying the obvious place we were going to end up after talking about um, rent-a-car destruction derby was cheese rolling in Gloucestershire but yeah I think um, it's I it's doable I definitely enjoy the destruction derby portion of it more than the uh, trying to keep a straight face whilst returning it part of it what I think like you were talking about with the previous one it there's that is kind of where some of the um, the difficulty arises in in the challenge which is why I've kind of got it at the top level of um, of the extremes but yeah I think it's I think it's doable yeah yeah. And failing that, we'll just go cheese rolling. So those were our choices. Mm. So we'll go we'll go through mine first. So top three of my three, top three of your three, and then we're arguing about what the final official podcast nobody asked for top three will be. Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna put bungee jump at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is the least painful and least least painful or least embarrassing of the three choices. Yeah. I still think I could do it. I think it is more funny than it is extreme. Yeah. One in two is quite a tough one because it is uh, physical or mental anguish. So <laughs> for, for me, I think... I'm trying to think which one I would prefer to do and then that one goes in number two. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I mean? And out of those two, I, I'm honestly not 100% sure which... And again, it's not the it is not the act of it's not the act of insertion, Graham. It is the act of going to a doctor, knowing it's there, asking for an official X-ray. But I I think I I, I think with I, I I think I might prefer the toy truck to the riot control claymore. So I I think I'm gonna go toy truck two. Uh, a, a close second with the riot control test number two number one. Okay. Top three of my three, so I think I'm going to go... I would go in the order that they went, right? So Tattoo, 
office chairs and then the destruction derby. But I do wonder if I'm completely honest with myself, if I could do the kind of aftermath of the destruction derby one. <laughs> yeah. So I think I might actually put that in third because sim- similar, as I said, similar but different to, to your uh, final choice. Um, I think that part of it just makes it probably that little bit too hard. Whereas like doing stupid stuff that, that may result in an injury I can probably. I mean, I spent a lot of my uh, a lot of my childhood doing stuff like that. As I mentioned, skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. So we'll put that in a three. We'll put the off road tattoo at number two, and then we'll put office chairs at number one. Okay. Interesting. So for the podcast, nobody asked for top three. Um, we are just going to base this off of the extremity. So. Out of my choices, you don't have to also be prepared to do it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yep. Yeah. Although I will will reserve judgment on whether I think that you can do, you would do it. Yes, that's fair. That that's fair. Because yeah. if if you think neither of us would do it, then that is a fair point for it not being on the list at all. <laughs> so out of what what's your what's your initial thoughts? Because I also have quite a left field choice, which I think is going to end up being an honourable mention anyway. <laughs> Is it cheese rolling? No, I mean, we, well, oh. we can address it immediately. <laughs> um, the most extreme jackass stunt we think we could do is actually my fiance who thinks she could do the Toro Totter. Well, I suppose so. Yeah, because uh, she, she is very happy to do that, which is kind of worrying. And I could I don't think either of us would go near that with a fucking barge pole. Well, as I've, as I've said previously, um, you, you need the... Uh... You need the three other people that you would uh, that you would trust, and I'm yeah. also not sure I would trust myself in in not um in not screwing them over. So um yeah yeah okay that's um, that's that's an interesting interesting option. But yeah so uh, yeah so what's your what's your go to feelings for the top three? My go to feelings from, apart from disgust <laughs> are um so I think I think we could both I think. Riot Control Test 2, I would put at number one, because yep. I think that we could both do it. And it was, I think it would be horrendous, um, yep. and it would hurt a lot. Then I would go office chairs, and then I would go tattoo. And I think in, in this scenario, we would, do, we would both do all of those three. I'm still not necessarily convinced, and this is... Uh, <laughs> This is probably an apt phrase. If push came to shove, uh, <laughs> you you would go with the uh, toy car. I I I I think I could get it done. <laughs> um, again to to oh, fucking hell to repeat a phrase a man should only ever really say once while also not being recorded. It's not. It is not the the truck aspect of it which is the problem. It is the going to the hospital afterwards. Yeah. But I, I do I do think with, with enough pushing I could do it. <laughs> um, but that, I mean that is that 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 is that is fair. But I I would go I would I would personally go toy truck three because um, I I think it's more extreme the jeep tattoo and also weirdly actually I think I I would think I'd prefer to do the car than the tattoo. Just because I don't want that tattoo afterwards. 
like at least the at least the x-ray you can frame and put on a wall yes but the shame lasts longer than the tattoo there's no you know i'm a 21st century man graham (laughs) what i do what i do in the privacy of my own anus is between me and that cuban doctor or um or or the other obvious one is is three becomes cheese rolling uh yeah yeah we could do that um, so, I, I mean, I, I do feel like any listener who's got this far would feel cheated if number three wasn't a jackass stunt at all. <laughs> Fair. Look, okay. I, if if you can, if you will honestly, honestly, in your heart of hearts, believe you would go through with it, then fine, we'll put it at number three. Graham, honestly, honestly, in my ass of asses, <laughs> I think I could do the toy truck. From okay. from bumper to bumper, there is a caveat <laughs> that you have to use uh, private healthcare and not waste the time of our NHS. That's that's fair. That's fair. I would also like to let, let, let's also get this on record. I'm not proud that I think I could do this. This isn't like I I don't think this is like a defining character moment for me or something. Um, I'm not particularly happy that this is something I feel like I should be arguing about and not just immediately say, yeah, sure, let's do the tattoo, why not? But, you know, you've got to have some self-confidence. I, I guess so. I guess that's one way of phrasing it. And we'll, and we'll also make sure we will bracket it with Graham's not going to do this one. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I'll be off getting a tattoo whilst Henry Rollins is driving a car. Well, I'll get a recreation of that car. Or 3D print it or something. With Henry Rollins in the front seat. With Henry Rollins in the front seat. (laughs) A great adventure is waiting for you ahead. Hurry onward, Henry Rollins, or you will soon be dead. Okay. The podcast nobody asked for is top three most extreme jackass stunt we think we could do. So, honourable mention to my fiance Alex, who thinks she could do the Toro Totter, which is by far more extreme than any of our actual choices. Um, coming in at number three, coming in, is Butt X-Ray. Uh, number two is Office Chairs, and number one is Riot Control Test 2. If there are any more extreme jackass stunts that you think you'd be able to do if you disagree and think we wouldn't be able to do these ones then you can find us on instagram at the podcast nobody asked for you can also become a friend of the podcast over on patreon and we have some cool shit on there there's t-shirts there's mugs there is our undying and unadulterated love Uh, and all of that money goes into making the podcast bigger better and apparently buying a toy truck (laughs) Yes, um, if if you want to berate Ian on Twitter because you don't actually believe that, that he would go through with it, you can do at Nobody Else for Pod with the number four. You can find us there on Facebook, and we have a website with all of the wonderful things that you need, and that is podcastnobodyelsefor.co.uk. Uh, and remember to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, and in your review, put any future episode ideas uh, you may have for us and we will try to do our favourite ones uh, mm. so that that was this week's episode um, I'm, I'm, I am going to go and watch that cheese rolling documentary I'm not going to lie nice. I'm now fascinated that I, I assumed you would have to apply I didn't realise we could just kind of rock up and throw ourselves down a hill we can rock up and throw ourselves down a hill and I think we should we should 
living the fucking dream. A guy called Chris Anderson's won it 23 times. Fucking hell, really? Yeah. I'm going to Google him and see if he looks like what I think he would. Chris Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Anderson. Yep, he looks exactly like I thought. Chris Anderson. Uh, you can find him on Wikipedia. Uh, on the Wikipedia page, Chris Anderson, brackets, cheese roller. <laughs> he kind of looks like... Um, the guy from Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crust. <laughs> Ralph Little. Yeah, he looks exactly like Ralph Little, he wearing like a goalkeeper's jersey. Wearing a goalkeeper's jersey and with um, the haircut that can only be described as circa 1990s action man. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what that is. for this.